people deluded, I'm back yeah. again. Come on, Ian. <laughs> One love for that, Ian. Right, I'll take it over from here. People deluded, I'm back again. First things first, if you're like myself in the UK, then good afternoon, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, obviously where it applies. Hope last week was great for you lot. Hope you lot enjoyed your weekend. Hope you and your loved ones are fit and healthy. And as usual, wish you lot good health. Wish you lot, you know, the best way your personal goals, hopes, dreams, ambitions, aspirations, and all of that stuff's concerned. As usual, one love to you lot locked in on Twitch and YouTube. If you're on YouTube, please make sure you're smashing the like button. If you're on Twitch, make sure you're following. Everyone, make sure they've got their notifications on. 4.30, we're on Twitch again. We're playing FM. And yeah, man, Monday morning, you know, boy, I haven't checked the league table, but boy, in front of me right now, I see that I didn't even know that Arsenal was top really and truly. Now, it's only been 10 games played and I'd urge caution people, we need to calm down. There's literally 28 games, you know, so forgive me if I'm wrong. You know, I did the math somewhere. What There's bare points available, people, but we sit top. We just got to do it 28 more times now and we can start to dream. For me, top four, for some of you, you know, if we stay there after game week um, 38, which we're probably not going to do, then fair play. Beating Liverpool's not for everybody. It's nice to see Salah and Van Dijk and Alisson after what, you know, we did to them. They've crawled back. They've come back. They've come back on, um, from under their rock. It's all gravy right now where Arsenal's concerned. People really and truly three-point debt collectors. Happy Invincible Week as well. Big up Liverpool for beating City so we could claim that. You know, I would have preferred Liverpool to have lost because realistically, we're probably more likely to be closer than to Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool and Spurs, unfortunately, than City. By all means, I hope that these talking points that currently surround our club continue. Big up Leeds as well, because he didn't make it easy for us. You know, that was probably our worst performance of the season. Not that we were terrible. I think it's fives and sixes. Big up Gabriel, apart from the madman moment. But I think Gabriel and Ramsdale, I'd say Martinelli based on the first half, they were the real standout performers from me. But it's a team collective effort. You know, we're in a big month. Everybody's got bare games. You can clearly see the energy levels to travelling is starting to play its part on Arsenal as well. Fundamentally, we got three points. We would have crumbled in previous seasons at um at Ellen Road. You know, maybe Leeds have given a blueprint as to how you can beat Arsenal again for us. Clearly, we need to learn to control the game better. I think thing that can happen by obviously bringing in an eight for me that can control in the middle or a number six that can come on and play with Partey or instead. I think that game highlighted it. I think it highlighted that we've got a young and naive team like Big Up Saliba. He weren't terrible, but he got out of jail with the penalty miss and a couple Bandulu moments. You know, Gabriel, if Saliba, if Gabriel did some of the things Saliba did, the Gabriel haters would have been continuing. Gabriel was superb. Obviously, he like I love that he's 
he, he plays with his heart in it, needs to calm it down a bit. We got out of jail with the Bamford thing, calm it down a bit. You know, when Xhaka is telling you to calm down, then you probably need to calm down. Shout Granite as well. But yeah, we dug deep. Obviously, Leeds deserve something from the game, but they didn't take their chances. We had to take a lot of punches. As I said, I think it highlighted that we needed more depth because you can see physically a couple of players are struggling. We needed to control the game better. We needed a bit more maturity in our performance, but we walked away with a clean sheet, which I'm happy for Aaron Ramsdale because although we're up there for least goals conceded in the Premier League, boy, there's there's 28 more games in it. And if we carry on like this, we will continue to kind of ship goals unnecessarily, like against, for me anyways, uh, Every goal's every goal's available. Everybody would say that, but for me, the 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 two against Liverpool were not following runners. The build up to the penalty against Spurs, definitely the way we was playing defensively, let alone the goals we conceded against Leicester. Man United did us, but them goals there, you could see, you know, they could have been avoided. We need to learn how to smell danger, but it could be worse, isn't it? Three points credit to Leeds. They pressed us well. They were relentless. You know, maybe a bit unlucky. I don't know why the linesman ain't put his flag up for offside in the build-up to certain things. I don't know why the ref has even tried to give Gabriel a red card. For Gabriel, be a bit smarter. Don't give referees a decision to make. Um, Would have loved to have scored, you know. We can't score two, three, four every week, you know. So it's just a one-nil to the Arsenal and that. But he's calm, man. He's calm. We can manoeuvre with that. And we just got to be better in it now. I don't want to be that guy, but, you know... Southampton away is a tricky, a tricky, a tricky test. They ain't won in the last five. There's pressure on that gaffer. We need to continue. My challenge to Arsenal is probably can we stay unbeaten in October? Because November we got we got we got Chelsea and them kind of things there. William Saliba and Gabriel again with every game that passes that big up Gabriel as well because he wasn't fully fit. Maybe that's why he was a bit anonymous. Probably his most underwhelming performance for Arsenal. But we need I'd rather, you know, being a bit cynical, Saliba and Gabriel. Provided everything goes our way against Southampton, could you look, get your cards there and then miss the Nottingham Forest game at home and be back for back for Chelsea? Respectfully, as we've seen, you know the Premier League is crazy. Liverpool have been this terrible team by their own standards. They did live, they did see, you know, Salah span Cancelo. Whatever you say about City having the lion's share of possession, that's a big three points. Leeds tested us all the way, and Nottingham Forest could probably do the same. But if you want to be a top four club and you know, you can't get over the line without Gabriel Jesus and Saliba at home. Don't get twisted. You want your strongest players playing. Then we probably don't deserve Champions League football. So, you know, the injuries are starting to creep up. The lack of depth is testing us. But I'm loving the mentality. I'm loving the spirit. I'm loving all of that sort of stuff that we're doing at this moment in time. But we've got to continue. It's been 10 games. There's 28 left people, you know, and God knows how much mathematically. I don't even know how much points would be available. Um, What is that? Like 84 points? What would it be? 28 times three. So there's technically 84 points on, on, up for grabs. Is my maths poor? Is it? Am I adding things for no reason? Either way, you know, if my maths is poor, the point remains in it. 28 games, every game is worth three points. There's bare things to be said in it and there's going to be fluctuations. As I always say, I can't blame people for drawing conclusions because a week's a long time in football. We've had 10. The gaffer, Mikel Arteta, has said we can look at our team from 10 to 12 games and we're around that period now, 10 when we play Southampton and Forest, boy, and what I think we've seen with the team, there's, listen, these things have to continue, but there's renewed spirit, 
you know, we're scoring goals, you know, we're, we're fighting for, for the shirt and things like that. Good connections are building. I don't think we have necessarily squad depth, but the depth we do have, we've got good op op options. You know, Tomiyasu, Zinchenko, Ben White have showed their versatility. Eddie and Fabio Vieira the same. Obviously, it's a results-driven business. You need to get points on the board. We've been doing that. So there's a lot of good, but the good needs to be turned great. The only real things I would say concern me is obviously the depth. If one, two players are these, these, you know, if Saka's missing, if Jesus missing, Martinelli on four missing, Partey missing, Saliba, Gabriel, you know, anything that changes the dynamics, we should be able to get on with it. But depth is an issue at our club. And I would say we're very naive and... I wouldn't say we've been getting lucky because you make your own luck when you play well and things like that. But we, on another day, we do concede against Leeds and we do lose. I don't care because we won, but we've always got to think about how it could have went better. So, yeah, I would like to control the games a bit. I think these last two games we've played where Glint's concerned in Leeds, it has been a big test physically. And you can, <laughs> pardon me, you can see that. Let me bust out the Lucas aid. You can kind of see that. So... Although we've what we've got four clean sheets, forgive me if I'm wrong, four, three, four, five clean sheets. We were up there for least goals conceded in the Prem. So, the, you know, the devil's in the details. We're doing all right. But I think there's many gears we can go up in terms of defensively and offensively because I do think we're starting to get a taste for blood. We score one goal. We're not happy. We want more. But we need to keep doing that, really. But, you know, I think Leeds were very unlucky. They, that was our toughest opponent this season. They had us on the ropes and they're very unlucky not to get three points. But a bit like with Glint, you've got to take your chances in front of goal. It's one real chance where, you know, Leeds gave it to us with, with Rodrigo. Uh, we trying to mad pass, it didn't bang. Saka and Odegaard did what they needed to do. And I do want to see a bit more from a couple of players. Like, again, I think Odegaard's been good. But I think, for me, I think you could be, if we're not going to bring an eight in, you could dictate the tempo of the games for us a lot more. And I want to see that. And, you know, everybody can go up several gears, really and truly. So, yeah, man, that's what I would say. But, you know, that's my post leads Arsenal thoughts at depth, people. So, yeah, man. Anyways, I've been airing you lot. Tan, shout out to UK. Izzy, Tossart will be a good signing. Shout out to the nation, of course. Tossart will be a good signing. He's been linked with us, United, Chelsea, etc. But, you know, it seems like he don't want to accept being a squad done. Like, I'll take it for the squad. But if we're bringing in wingers, with the exception of certain young players, I want better than what we got, really, and truly, if I'm honest with you, man. If I'm completely honest. Come on, Ian. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, trying, man. Trying, trying, bro. Trying. Let's activate. Day on, man. You know, finish gym, finish some admin, you know, ready to attack the day. If we keep pushing it 100, it should be 30 out of 30. United game so frustrating. And again, you know, United, we could have got something from that game. We could have won it, but we can only deal with the facts. We lost. You play with fire, you get burnt. And on another day, the game's against Leicester, based on how we played defensively. Leeds, not that we were bad defensively, but we were slow. We weren't controlling the game. For me, we're probably... You, you know, football's an emotional game. You're giving Leeds encouragement, not necessarily because we're playing bad, but we're giving the ball away cheaply. They're having chances. Like, big up to you lot that were part of the um the watch-along. Literally, as soon as Bamford came on, I said it, and you lot said it as well. They're going to start going direct. And there was a couple of occasions, heart in mouth, really. So we've got to deal with that. And as I said, if you're anybody watching Arsenal, if you're Southampton, if you're Chelsea, if you're Forest, or anyone else that's got us in the next few weeks, I do think there's elements of that Leeds game, probably psychologically, but I think there's elements of, you know, especially the pressing um, where they could cause problems. Like, again, if we want to be a good ball player side, which don't get twisted, we've dealt with teams pressing us and got out of there. But there's no point being a good football inside, playing out from the back when strikers are not pressing you, when teams are letting you out your own half, when they're sitting back. You've got to be able to do it when they're pressing, when they're shaky moments. Of course, there's going to be times you're going to get caught 
of course, games like these, there's going to be times you're under the cosh. That's how football is. But my problem was, was probably under that for a bit too long, really. Definitely, I don't, listen, I don't know Arteta's number. I don't know Arteta, but he definitely wouldn't have been happy with certain elements. Good afternoon, DJ. I actually like Ruben Neves as a player, and I think he'd be an astute signing. Would give us control of the ball and allow us to dictate games. Yeah, only if he, he if he's happy to celebrate wins. I'm having Ruben Neves, man, but I don't buy it. Every week we're linked with this guy, man. Every week. Three times for the three times, big three times we caught live yesterday. Draws. United got Ronaldo searching for goals. Charles, sick. Odegaard was also key in the first half, at least he did. But with Odegaard, he got his assist. I'll be real, he got his assist and he was playing well and he and he not make one man and then it's like, okay, cool, I'm just going to do this FIFA Street thing in the game if I'm honest. Like, let's be honest, you know, every player probably sloppy on the ball is giving the ball away very cheaply. And as I said, when you give the ball away cheaply, especially away from home, you're giving them encouragement. Again, if we if we were kind of playing how we did in a couple of other games, Leeds would have manoeuvred like Brentford, where it's woe is me. They start thinking about next week and that linesman smoking mad food. I can't lie to you. Gabriel's being added to the Xhaka list of officiating. Yeah, Gabriel's going to get bagged soon. Your math's good. I hear that. Big up, DG. Fresh stream settings from the pigeon attack to 50k. One love to you lot. Couldn't have done it without you, man. Road to 100k begins. I feel like fans are trying to find a new scapegoat. Every club, every club fans, I'm sure if I ask Chelsea, Spurs, Man United, there's always a scapegoat. And I, Gabriel has become that, isn't it? Like, it has become that. There are moments where he needs to pattern up and fix up. And, you know, Gabriel, I'm, I'm probably the only one left with the Gabriel defence league. You know, when he done what he did at the time in the watch, you know, you could actually go and check it. I was like, boy. I was literally just bigging him up before that little heart in my mouth. I was like, bro, I'll defend you to the death, but you got to give me something to defend you with. Now i got to say I didn't see it and, and kind of lie that I didn't see him kick out. Thanks to the referee, you know, it was no way on earth a penalty because Gabriel's been fouled, but calm it down. You know, we've seen that against Liverpool, against Leeds, against Spurs. <coughs> he just needs to calm it down. Don't let man rattle you, you know. Let them rattle you. Do the verbal thing. It was nice to see Bamford and, and, and Gabriel blessing it after the game because that's what it should be. You punch each other up for 90 minutes, go have a beer after um, and things like that. But calm it down because think about it. If you're another team and you look at Gabriel, you know that's an avenue. You pee him off, he's going to get rattled. Then on another day, he could get mad because Gabriel, unfortunately, some fans are just going to remember that. Now, he had a fantastic game, but fans are just some fans are just going to be on to him about that. Rightly so, because you shouldn't have done it, but... He was a trench baby out there for us, you know. Again, we win, lose and draw together. Everybody clearly did their jobs. You know, shout out Martinelli and Fabio Vieira for their bit of S-housery as well. But yeah, man, great analysis of where we are right now. Appreciate that. The Arsenal match was scary. Shout out the Ugandans. Odegaard probably going to be playing from deep in a pivot at a point. He's wearing the number eight. He needs to do it, blood. Afternoon, DG. Thoughts on the constant rotation at left back and how it could have an effect on Gabriel's recent performances? Well, of course, you know, if somebody's a bit more attacking, you know, attacking-wise, then the way Gabriel tries to play out from the back and the positions he takes up, especially going out wide, could be an issue. Like I saw with Tomiyasu against Liverpool, obviously Gabriel was kind of pulled out position, but because Tomiyasu is a bit more conservative, he wasn't going out wide too much. But again, with our left-backs, if you're honest, you know, since Zinchenko's been a good signing, but he can't really stay fit. Tomiyasu, again, he's had a bit of a flight risk. Tini spent a long time in the injury record, in the injury room. So we probably need all these guys' options. And they all play very differently. But when you watch them over 90 minutes, clearly Mikel Arteta is telling all these guys, you have to... Well, to be fair, Tomiyasu was doing it last season on the right-hand side. But they're all doing... At times, they're hugging the touchline. Um, definitely, 
the other two as opposed to Tomiyasu. But they're doing that inverted thing as well. So it could be, but I don't think it's any excuse. And unpopular opinion, I know Gabriel has his brain farts. I think people are forcing it. It's a bit like Bakayo Saka when he weren't necessarily getting goals and assists. And he was playing quite well. And if you have a poor game, you have a poor game. Fans are like, oh my God, where's Saka going? You've got two goals in a week. People shut the hell up now. I don't know what happened in the second half. We lost our head similar to Newcastle away last year. It was true, man. Jesus seemed tired and not 100% there. Suspect he's feeling the bruises of the Liverpool manhandling. Probably. Southampton, Nottingham Forest, Chelsea and Wolves, 12 points incoming. Listen, we've got to go out there and claim it. If I'm honest with you, wait, one of our bogey teams is St. Mary, Southampton away. Hopefully Ainsley Maitland now sends a little WhatsApp to Arteta about how we can beat them. We need to move to them. Because we they were struggling when we bought them last season and we lost. We need to go and win that. I'll be real, shout out Forrest, but any game at home now, we need to be having a perfect record. I want that Anfield record or that Van Dyke record. It's probably unrealistic, but that's what you got to get, really. So all of them, apart from Chelsea, I say you need to win. Chelsea, of course, but top six games, they'll go either way, really and truly. I'd love 12 points, but you have to live to fight another day. I know we haven't drawn too many games under Mikel Arteta, but it's not going to be a winning thing. And again, not to put a downer on things, there's going to be times like against Leeds where we lose games like that. As you know, there's times, what, if you compare Leeds this season to um, City at home last year, football's a funny old game. Sometimes you don't play as good as you can and, and win. Sometimes you play superb and lose. You know, sometimes you don't deserve anything and you get what you have in it. You look at how we played City last season at home. We bopped them. Obviously, we let ourselves down in terms ref done us dirty with the red card. And I can Bernardo Silva has a lot to say after the uh, after the aftermath of the Liverpool game. I'm sure Xhaka is out there smirking somewhere, even though I think it was, you know, in both incidences, they are fouls and that. Um, but we deserved three points, but we never done it. We played better than we did last well, last night, well, last afternoon against Leeds, but we didn't get it. So we always need to think we need to be happy we got three points and all of that, but we need to think about when it's not gonna be that. You know, when you've worked hard in pre-season, you're winning games and everybody's fighting for stuff, you get the rub of the green. You know, how many times, big up the Invincibles, but how many times could we have lost and we got some draws? Last two times Chelsea have won the Champions League, they've almost gone out the group and they've moved a bit booky. Real Madrid in the latter stages of the Champions League, how many times did they look like they were out against against PSG, uh, City and there's, was it Chelsea? I think it was. Sometimes you get that sort of rub of the green, you know, even City, 2-0 down. League could go league could go to Liverpool last season. Big up Zinchenko and Cole, they turned it around. So when you work hard, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get in life, innit? But sometimes you don't always get that. Sometimes you get what you deserve. And I, I, listen, I'm going to be biased. Of course, I'm going to say we deserve to win. But boy, on the balance of things, maybe Leeds deserve something from that. But who cares? And if you go to the Glint game. I know Tommy has his limits being a defensive fullback, but he can become better if he learns how to play with some guy or similar to White. I hear that, but at the same time, you want to develop people in that, but sometimes you just have to look at the profile of the player and accept them for what they are. I do think you can get more of a tune out of Tommy Asagan forward, but that's not his thing. Like he's conservative, he does what he, he does where it is, isn't it? Like he's not gonna be amazing going forward, similar to Zinchenko. Zinchenko's not gonna be a madman defensively, but you can make one, two improvements to make yourself slightly more all-rounded. And the one thing I like about this season, if only we could marry more depth, is that we're getting different options. People are, there's good relationships individually and collectively building and things like that. I'm just upset Smith Rowe's not about, man, car. We just had a full full fit squad and we brought some people in. It could be lit. Expecting Edu and, and Mikel Arteta to be in the market for a left-sided centre-back could be. But surely that could be Operation Tomiyasu because he's played there or plays there for Germany. Man said Germany, Japan. 
He's becoming the scapegoat, but I can't lie. He does give the bozo. G. I mean, Gabriel's a madman, but he's my madman. He's crazy. He does crazy stuff sometimes, man. We don't want Locatelli. He's absolutely rubbish. He'd be a backward step for Arsenal. Shout out yourself, Schema. Shout out, Harrison. Afternoon, DJ. I hope you're all good. All good, man. Safe to say I'm on the mend and my knee angle has improved by 20 degrees. Keep it up, my guy. Thoughts on Adams? Would you take him at Arsenal? If you're talking about Tyler Adams, Leeds, nah. What's up, DG? We got put in a spliff by them scousers. You spliffed yourself, man, because anytime Liverpool broke, they looked like they were on crud. And City could have scored some goals and scored about 3-4 because, you know, Liverpool under high amounts of pressure. Liverpool took their chances, really, and Liverpool could have scored a lot more. If Salah squares the ball, you know, for, for Jota, if Darwin Nunes looks up, it's a different game. Salah, that was a disgusting... I don't... Cancelo's a fantastic player, but he has to hold his L, man. He got absolutely butchered for that one, man. 44 likes. Can we get closer to 100? Twitch gang, you're doing amazing. So, yeah, man. Also, Gabriel reads social media and he's replaying that and he, he replaying replaying to them. Surely that can't be a good idea. Thoughts, DG. I mean, well, you got air, at the end of the day, you got air social media. You can look at it, but at the end of the day, respectfully, if I'm an Arsenal football, I'm not listening to Arsenal fans, bro. Fans are fickle. They're not loyal to you. They're loyal to the club. The managers, anything that's got some loyalty to you, because he uh, every day a manager goes out there, it's their job on the line. If he's playing you and you've got the manager's faith, look at Shaka. The whole world wanted you gone. You know, Arteta played you, and now look, and fans can can change. You know, you should look at it if you want to look at it, but it doesn't mean anything, good or bad. Just air it. Just keep doing your job. I don't think any single professional footballer, if they are, they're soft. Is going out there and and over reading these comments, and if they are, there's issues really and truly. Just do your job. Gabriel ain't used to playing this regularly. I can't lie. Might be time to wrap him in cotton. Injuries are our biggest threat to this team. It's true, but man, a lot of people talk about resting these players. What? Where can you rest them? DG, this January is going to be vital to keep this momentum. We need three quality additions to our squad. I hear it. Chelsea, the only one I feel. I fear. I fear them all, man. It's the Premier League. A man said, when Martinelli was bagging out Saka in my FPL, when Saka was bagging out Martinelli, brazy. Afternoon, DG. Shout out to Man of the Match Luck. We were living dangerously yesterday. We were living dangerously. Arteta seemed overjoyed that we won that game. Almost a coming of age that we win games when opposition plays better than us. More relief. More relief, in my opinion, you know. I think it's I think it's more relief, if anything, if I'm completely honest. Like, that, bro, he probably lost it, bro. His hair probably fell out due to the stress of that game. And it could have went left fundamentally. Us, Arteta, were probably all thinking the same way. Like, we're no idiots. We saw it. Like, we could have lost that game. It could have been shaky. We got three points. We lived to fight another day. But when the adrenaline settles and Arteta calms down, like we're going to get into his press conference, he probably, I can, I ain't read this conference, con, uh, his, his, his press, post-game press conference, but I'm pretty sure he, see, he must have said, we need to control the game a bit more. We need to give less hope to teams like Leeds, respectfully, because, again, the way we was playing, giving the ball away, living dangerously, heart in mouth moments, moving mad. Naturally, that's going to give them encouragement that Leeds can get back in the game. Leeds live for crazy games like that. That was a typical game away at Leeds. That is Leeds in the Premier League since they've been re-promoted, really. And it's a bit of a shame. 
So yeah, man, we need to we need to move a bit better. Shout out Marcel. DJ, I think Arsenal fans should respect Liverpool more. They have helped us out a lot, stopping City being invincible early in the Champions League final against the Scar. But large up Liverpool. And I mean, I don't know for fans, but you can have nothing but respect for Liverpool Football Club. Well, for me, every club apart from Spurs, in it, I can't respect them. Like Liverpool's a big club, a massive club, divine history, done what we want to do at this moment in time. But whatever they've, you know, let's be honest, they let's cut the crap, you know. Liverpool beat Spurs because yeah, it helps us as Arsenal fans because and big up Liverpool for not allowing them to get the Champions League. But Liverpool won that game because if they lose that, they're not winning the Champions League. Liverpool beat City because they need to get their season back on track, keep their Anfield thing alive and whatnot. And I want to know why Klopp got a red card again. There's all rumors coming out and Chinese whispers and that. Well, I thought that's overdoing it a bit. Hey, like you know, big up Klopp. You learn from Arteta. Talk about influencing the refs because on another day, maybe. Like Klopp says that, I mean, like Pep said, it's Anfield. Maybe on another day that goal is disallowed, man. I'm still vexed at the penalty. We conceded against Spurs. I thought it was an awful decision, but I feel for United's Ronaldo goal should have stood. But then again, Newcastle should have had a penalty themselves, in my opinion, with Wilson. And again, I've stopped taking I've stopped taking in things in it because no one can understand what these refs are on. The same incident with, with Patrick Bamford and, and Gabriel. On another day, Gabriel's going to be given a red. It's not going to be overturned. The goal that City scored where I think Haaland's judged to have fouled Fabinho, which I think it is a foul, that is going to stand. The penalty for Newcastle is going to be given. Ronaldo tried to do the dark arts thing. That is going to stand. It's the inconsistencies. And I might be a, con a conspiracy theorist, but I don't think the Premier League wants consistency. I don't think they want equality. I don't think they want everybody to understand what the hell is going on with, not even VAR, the interpretation of what these refs are doing with VAR. Because it's a talk point look we're sitting here waffling talking about it it's probably all over the socials it adds to the entertainment of the premier league in my opinion anyway so i don't think they want i guess the word i'm looking for is consistency so i think you just gotta live by the gun die by it really and truly it is what it is i'm feeling good guna man feeling good man worried for smith rose future of injuries as well so am i man but we think positive man off topic how do you feel about the Prem fixtures being favourable to the big teams? Forest have four games in 12 days. Is there any way I can do some research on that? Because I don't actually have an informed opinion. But obviously, Forest have been done dirty. But, you know, to be biased to the big teams, man, are in Europe, whether that's Europa League or the Champions League, they've got to help Donny's out. Valen, do you all watch along? When is it? Toss out for free in the summer, something for Arsenal. Why not? I'd like to do other things. But yeah, badly need Smith-Rolls, Inchenko and El Nene back eight. Another six that can play with Partey if we say, you know what, we're losing control of the midfield. Let's get some bullies in there, start regulating. Or I think a lot of people sleep on holding on how you retain the ball, how you move it. Like, like if we had a little Santi Cazola, that's a form of defending. What you do with the ball dictates what your opponent does. So whether we're going to fix that in-house, whether we needed to play better, I genuinely feel it's another game which highlighted we need an eight and a six between January and, 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 and next summer. I said in the summer, and I still maintain it, if it was up to me, which it's not, Personally, I want two eights and a six, if I'm honest. And then you've got two eights and a six. Um, you'd have El Nene hanging around like a spare part for another year. Xhaka can stay and keep doing his thing. Um, Partey, obviously, if he gets injured, it's not really that deep. But you can stay and do your thing. Might have to explore, unless a miracle happens, Lokonga heading out on loan, going out and trying to get 20, 30 appearances and really develop and really come back a bit more confident, uh, competent and consistent. Um, so yeah, man, it is what it is because we're going to need a bigger squad next season. There's even less rotation next season, or if there is going to be rotation, respectfully, the quality can't be 
too much of a drop off. Yeah, you know, I don't really mind Tommy Asu left back with Zinchenko and Tini or Ben White and Tommy Asu and you know Ben White, Gabriel and Saliba all mixing up, mixing things up. Not to be disrespectful to Matt Turner, but Matt Turner to Ramsdale is a drop-off. You know, up front, respectfully, Eddie and Ketio, you can stay and be part of the squad. That's a drop-off from Jesus. Anything happens to Martinelli, Saka and that current Smith row, we're in issues, you know. So we do need depth because if anything, there's got to be more rotation, but there'll be less chances for certain young players. And because we're going to have, you know, if we get Champions League football, you've got to show that you can, well, for us, we need to just try and get out of the group and see what we can do. But you need to qualify again. And then you still need to compete for the Champions League as long as you're in it, as far as you can go. You still need to try and get top four again. There's going to be FA Cup and League Cup. There needs to be more quality within the side, really. And that's I mean that in a nice way to everybody connected to the club. Lovely talking points. Keep them flowing, man. Chelsea have a big squad to challenge for the league, plus they're only five. And this is why I said calm it down, Carl. I never want to praise Spurs. Obviously, with what Arteta is doing and City being City, they've got all the plaudits. And I do think Every club should be every club, as I keep saying, within that top four race. Um, every club, sorry, people, what's this? Yeah, as I was, oh, Siri, leave me alone. Um, sorry about that, folks. Yeah, but as I was saying, every team that's in that top four race should have confidence, you know. They should, if I'm and I'm, I'm not trying to wish anything on Arsenal. I would, I would say, you know what, this young and volatile Arsenal squad, couple injuries, you know, a Premier League season is not that. They're going to wobble, you know, and there's little things defensively which you're not always going to get away with, but we're getting results. I think it's different, but similar to Spurs. They're grinding out results, but the way they're playing and definitely the penalties and, you know, having to turn it around in the second half and that, it's not necessarily sustainable. Chelsea, I wouldn't say it's necessarily sustainable. United are a bit volatile, you know and everybody else. So everybody should be believing that they could get top four really and truly. And when you look beyond the plaudits that Arsenal are getting and uh, City are getting, bro, Chelsea are not far behind. City, you know, Spurs are a couple of points behind. It's, and it's been 10 games. Look at all the talking points. If if Liverpool, who are eighth at the moment, you know, first Sky Sports were doing top 11. Now that they're back into the top 10, it's just a normal top 10 now. If Liverpool go win the next 10 games, including the City game, what's going to be said now? Suddenly, it's not all doom and gloom, you know. At United, one minute it was doom and gloom, they're back. It's a bit of a wobble now, allegedly. Potter seems to be creeping through and things like that. So, you know, in, in essence, top four is a battle of the inconsistent because you can't fight for the league because you can't show that added bit of consistency. So it's still an open race. Literally, there's been 10 games. There's still 28 games, people. There's still 80-odd points to play for. There's still 28 other storylines. There's still 28 other 90 minutes. You saw the Leeds game. Yeah, we won it. And on paper, you, listen, we should be beating Southampton and Forest, but football is deeper than that. And we've seen these bumps and bruises already. Look, football makes no sense. You know, Liverpool got bought by Brighton, struggled against Fulham when and beat the team. You know, at that that if, if your form is shaky, no one wants... In the best of days, you don't want to play City. So football don't make no sense. So we just have to keep going. Take the good and make it great improve what we need to improve. You know, while I, obviously football is dream world, when things are going wrong for everyone's football club, misery lo loves company, everyone wants to be vexed. When things are going well, it's like a drug. I, I don't know about that, but you, you, nobody wants to talk about how the Leeds game kind of could have went separate. Everyone just cares that, allegedly, because I ain't checked the league table, Arsenal were top of the league. You know, we've taken 27 points from 30. Fantastic achievement. But the devil's in the details. Let's be real. Villa could have went another way. It didn't, so I don't care. But one day it will. You know, you have to consider both sides. Be happy that we're grinding out performances. But Villa could have went another way. Fulham could have went another way. 
definitely would have hoped United for us would have could have went another way. Leeds could have went another way. You know, Palace second off, we were great, but you get it. The, the, the fight back was there. Probably off the top of my head, apart from Brentford, maybe Leicester. Well, now nah, defensively, I already said the Leicester. Apart from Brentford, they're the only ones where that was our easiest performance. Leeds was our hardest, and we got wins in both really. So we can't be naive. There will be a wobble where it's not as great as it looks. So we just have to keep going because the, the harsh reality is, in a nice way, we ain't achieved nothing. What we achieved? Granted, I wish the league would end now after 10 games. We're back. You know, Arteta's delivered the Premier League for the first time in the Emirates era. We're living, people. We're doing what we need to do. And if it ended right now, it's calm. It's not quite invincible, but it, it, it's quite close. But it's not that. You know, what's the table going to say after 15, after 20, after 28, after 32? After 35 games, because last season we didn't start well, but we turned it around. Fundamentally, you know, we didn't do the job really. And there is going to be wobbles. There's a bunch of games to play and it's kind of taking its toll on us physically. You know, we've got to play the, the PSV games. We've got to take four points off them. We've got to maintain what we're doing in the league. November's brazy. We don't know what how the World Cup's going to impact the players that go off to the World Cup, let alone the players that stay. And obviously the fixture calendar list. So we have to keep going, not get excited, man. Smash the like, people. Got to reward the work rate, even in the smallest way. It all helps the channel. Schema, you're too nice. But, yeah, man, he done the middle finger to the ref. Yeah, well, Klopp, you can't be doing that, innit? But, come on, man. Send the man off for that. Like, where the game's gone soft, man? What's all of that about, man? What game at a time, man? Still, sorry, still 28 teams to go. That's soft, man. Little middle finger. Come on, man. Come on, man. I hear it, but come on, man. Facts, no point in hurting your head trying to understand what the refs are doing. Exactly. Did you see the ref wink at United fans? Ferguson's back paying the direct debits. It looks like the checks have finally started thinking, man. I don't think we care about going invincible as long as we win the league. We're cool. That's great, but Arsenal, we ain't got nothing in it. So let me hold on to my invincible thing because you lot are going to, because of Haaland and Kevin, you lot are going to take Henri's 20-plus year record now of assists. Let me hold on to the invincible thing, man. I reckon last game showed Saliba still human and young, but still our best defender by a mile. How he was so solid and assured at his age. He's 21. You know, it's going to happen. And it's an, in a nice way, it kind of pulls everybody back down. Arteta and the boys keep their feet on the ground, but Man, I gas in Saliba. I don't get twisted. He's got mad potential, can be this guy, but he's not there yet, you know. And you saw it against even Liverpool, him and Gabriel going for the same ball. Saliba, handball got shagged, but he looked a bit nervous at times and composed at others. You expect that, you know. Just has to keep going. No one's the finished article. By all means, if Saliba was the centre-back we think he could be and Martinelli was the Don and Saka and all of these guys, they probably wouldn't be here right now. Odegaard and Jesus, if they were what they you know, could have been earlier in their careers, respectfully. They wouldn't be at Arsenal right now trying to get us back into top four. They'd be, all of them have the potential if they all go to where they go, to be in the top, 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 top European clubs in some capacity, really. You know, Jesus, Real Madrid wanted him, you know, the one, and a couple other teams. The one carrot we gave Jesus is, you could be the main don now. It's not a sideman thing like that, a squad thing. You, you, you could be the main don. Odegaard as well, you could be the main experience sort of don. If he was Odegaard at the, the time he's meant to be, he'd be at Madrid, innit? So I hope it continues, man. But we've got a long way to go, man. Got to just keep our feet on the ground, man. DJs, anyone seen Harlan telling Big Verge and Joey got his chain? <laughs> You're one of the few people that predicted a Liverpool win, my guy. Thought they were going to pack us. And I told you, football's a win. It was all set up for Liverpool to win. It was Banduli, but it was all set up for Liverpool to win. 
You wanted it more. It meant more to you, lot. And I think for, for City, it keeps their feet on the ground because I think the last time City actually lost was to Nuno Espirito Santos, Santos's uh, Spurs side. So that's two two L's in a hot set. That's that man, man. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a FM thing. I don't know who was cheering on City. I don't listen. I I, I live in the real world. I don't know about Arsenal fans cheering on anything else. You know, I've seen United fans cheering on City over Liverpool, cheering on Liverpool over City and vice versa. And I don't know which one you'd pick, but that's all on Twitter. I could only speak for myself. I live in a real life. So, yeah, man, I don't know what kids are saying on socials, bro. But, yeah, man, I'd said Liverpool would do a thing there, man. It's Anfield, bro. Yeah, you lot were playing for... It was a pride thing. Like, it's a pride thing. For City, it's just an L. For you lot, that could kickstart your season now. Spurs and United have nil-nil written all over it, ball fest settings. I hope not. I'm going to be doing a watch-along for that. Every club to start a season with nine out of ten wins went on to win the league. We didn't aim for a title challenge, but we're here now. Boy, there's a first time for everything. I don't know if there's a title challenge. I'd, lo I'd love to... Uh, obviously, variable shift in the season, but I'd imagine in August the goal was to, you know, top four. By all means, as... as psh, I'm here to entertain Arsenal title talk more than obviously that, but boy, I think a title team requires a lot more than what we've got, you know, if I'm honest with you. But if it's a Leicester type season and we can take advantage, why not? Man said Harlem coming to Arsenal in two years. Allow it, man. DG, do you think the 38 minute stoppage affected us in some way? To me, it looked like it because Leeds just come out on smoke. It's like we were playing in gear, in, in cruise control. They just come out in gear six, really. They it must have. How many days rest and training will we have before PSV? I don't know, man, because you'd imagine Arteta has to have given these boys um some sort of rest. We didn't have much. We had to travel from you know the Arctic Circle straight basically to Leeds. You'd imagine the boys got Sunday, got today off, well, Monday off slash a recovery session. Then we've got to be back in training Tuesday, Wednesday, in it, really and truly. We've got no choice, like, because then it's a game on Thursday. So, yeah. We need to rest all our 11 first team players against PSV. I don't really care if we win or lose. The Premier League should be our priority. Uh, I hear you, but boy, you know, we're fighting for everything. This is the territory. Listen, this is the territory these lot are walking in. Rest them for what? You know, we need to top the group. If we don't top the group, we have an extra game and you start playing Champions League games, uh, Champions League teams. Sorry. So I hear you. There has to be some sort of rotation, but I, you need to take four to six points off PSV. There's no rest. You need to name the strongest team. And a lot of it, it, again, if we get to the Champions League next year, the vast majority of these players are going to be here, or the ones that start week in, week out. You need to be able to play a Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on a Saturday, Sunday. So prepare, rest them for what? PSV are the biggest and baddest in the group, excluding us. They've got Rude Van, Nist Rude Van Nistel. I'm sure he's going to want to do it for his United Dons. And that's probably the group decider. Shout out to Glint and Zurich. Bro, you need to take four to six points. And Gakpo's in good form as well. If it's a must-win two games, boy, if it's a must-win Arsenal game, well, you can't afford to rest the Jackers, the Sackers, etc. There's going to be some rotation, but we need to get it done, man. DG, based on the season so far, please rate our defenders from best to worst. In no order. It's a tie, though. I, I would say first, Saliba slash White. I think them two have been near enough. Some men haven't really played. Uh, if you're talking about the aspects of the of defending, then 
actually think Gabriel's been quite good, like apart from his bozo moments. If you're watching all these games, to be fair with you, Tommy Yasu's tied up in second as well. I don't think it's it's a thing like that because again, he locked down Salah. And I'd probably put Zinchenko and Tini behind them, really. Zinchenko for what he's brought to the... If Zinchenko for what he's doing going forward, fair enough. Defending it leads a lot. Tini's not really played, so by default, you're down there, innit? So, yeah, tied first and second, White slash Saliba. Tied second, Gabriel and Tomiyasu. Then Zinchenko and Tini. And I don't think I'm missing anyone else out. I think the aim should be top four. Obviously, you want to do a lot more, but yeah, man. Let's be real, though. That wasn't a kick I got pushed. Ah, it's a, it's a slight kick out. It's a kick out, man. It's a, it's a kick out. Bamford acting like he's Ricky and boys in the hood and he got shot. You know, for, for, for Gabriel, just, just be sensible, man. And I want like it, bro. Well, Lacazette would have acted like Bamford. I want Jesus. If someone kicks out on him, he needs to act like he's been shot as well. It's a dark arts, dark arts. Our squad depth is a problem, man. 16 players available. That's unbelievable for team rotation. We need Zinni back to play the way we want. Tommy Asu and Tini can't do the inverted thing. Bit harsh, <clears throat> but I hear that. And he's got to be able to. I mean, Zinchenko, I don't know, man. One minute, he, he just keeps getting these little niggling knocks. If Saliba and Jesus don't get yellows versus Southampton, we need to bench them versus Forest. Need them for Chelsea. I agree. Is Turner growing on you? I mean, yeah, pause. Uh, he had a good performance, but need to see a lot more. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily convinced if he had to play in the Prem, but hard to be. You're doing what you need to do, innit? I've got no complaints. 76 likes. Can we get over to 100 people? DG, would you be that bothered if we went out of the League Cup? It would cut around four to five games and help us concentrate on other priorities. Uh, well, yeah, I'll be disappointed to go out of anything. Obviously, I'd rather qualify for the top four then win the league cup but again does that really make sense when you look at it from how we're looking at it yes but when you flip it you know if you're if you play you're playing for arsenal right now and you know you're in your 20s and you're now you've blinked and you're now you're now in your 70s and you're talking to your grandkids are you going to talk about in the 2022-23 season that you qualified for the champions league and just played in it or are you more happy to show off a, a medal and obviously a team that, yeah, we've won the English Super Cup Community Shield and we've won, a couple of them have won the FA Cup. But anytime you can win anything, it starts building a winning mentality. Look how many of them Pep cleaned up as well. Um, I'm sure Klopp must have had one. So I would like to win it all. But you're right, still, you know, if we did go out of it, it does spare the legs and things like that. Tommy Asu's up there, but, you know, White and them man have played more games, innit? But it's a nice. It's we've come out. We've 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 come out of a serious struggle. It's nice to have actual competent competency in our defenders. Big up Marie. We're all Monza fans for it um, for for a season. It seems like they might stay up in Serie A, so they need to take him permanently. Good questions, man. Nah, man. Gabriel kicked up, bro. It's a sly kick out, man. He's dropped. He's done. I do it every day in Sunday league. He's kicked out a little bit. He's soft. Come on, man. He's kicked out. He's kicked out. Bamford should be a real G and just act like it's normal. But Premier League, you got to do the WWE thing. you got to act like you've been killed. He's kicked out a little bit. I didn't see it. But yeah, man, I would love another centre-back. A full-back, apologies. We need to push for Ramsdale to make the England number one shirt for the World Cup. There's nothing he can do but play well, bro. There's nothing he can... He plays well. You give Southgate a decision in it. Like, I don't... As he said, he seems to be a bit real on the situation. He does... He's... He's a bit pessimistic on, on his chances of being the number one 
I big up, big up um, Dermot as well for resubscribing with Amazon Prime. He seems quite pessimistic because I remember we was here talking about it the other day. Um, and he was saying how he thinks it's come too soon to be the number one, but he's pushing as, as well as he can and things like that. I mean, Tommy Asu is an option for Gabriel, but I don't think Gabriel should be dropped yet. But the thing is, that penalty couldn't have been given because Bamford's fouled him, you know, before that. The problem would have been now if you got red carded and we're down to 10 men and we're now having to fight and do these crazy things. Yeah, I can't lie. When I saw that with Gabriel, I was like, boy, I can't defend you right now. You just Gabriel just patting up, man. Yeah, Mings is horrible, bro. Mings is horrible. Shout out Joe Gomez, though. He had a good performance yesterday, but Mings is toilet, man. If he weren't left footed, he'd be he'd be he'd be a security guard, man, respectfully. But anywho, away from that, let's see what the new the, the latest sort of talking points regarding Arsenal in the media. And that is let's start start from back to front, really, man. Let's start, let's start with the press conference and the rest of it, people. So yeah, man, is what it is. They're offside for the pen. Exactly. And one minute, the linesmen, they're not checking offside. Listen, we'll do our heads in if we focus on VAR, innit? I've spoken about it. It's crazy. But yeah, big up Aaron Ramsdale. Even another one that people were trying to scapegoat at times. My keeper. I wouldn't say it's an outstanding defensive performance, but cool. He said, as a whole, as a collective, we were outstanding defensively. A 1-0 win from home, away from home at Leeds is a really tough arc, and we've done that. Amen. And it was lovely to see Ramsdale giving it back to the Leeds fans who were giving him nonsense all game. Don't give if he can't take it. Of course, we want to win 3-0 each week. It's not possible. Passing the ball, but we found a way to win today, and that's the most important thing. And there is a new mentality. We, we did make the Leeds game harder for ourselves, a bit like at home against Fulham and Villa, but it's going to happen. As long as you do your thing and you grind out the victories, we move, innit? We move. Haramsdale and all of these sort of thingies back, man. If any other team was 27 out of 30, everyone would be going crazy. Bro, if, if, let people talk. If they like us, they don't. Boy, these lot just need to keep doing what they're doing, innit? I, I, I can't lie. Always, I'm not saying you, but why, as Arsenal fans, do we care what the outside say? They don't like us. And even if they do like us, forget them. You know, if I'm an Arsenal player and 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 I'll take a two degree, I don't even care what Arsenal fans have to say beyond the obvious because you look can turn a hat. They're not, we're not the ones in training and things. The fan, the media don't like us. You know, because we've won 27 out of 30 points. You go on the media now. You see Gary Neville kind of doing doom and gloom. This is being said on talk shy. That's being said. Forget them. Like forget them. Like they just keep doing. Our, let them talk. If we're in woeful form, let them talk. If we're playing well, let them talk. Just keep doing it. Why do we care? If you know, if in life, if you know you as an individual, someone don't like you, why do you care what they have to say? So why do we care what news outlets and individuals who probably don't even not like us, they're just self-fulfilling vacuums and they've got to get engagement. Who the hell, who the hell cares, man? Forget them. You are right, but psh, I don't really want noise about Arsenal really and truly, you know, because again, when that pressure cooker's on, I need to see that we can do this. But yeah, let the fans, let Arsenal fans talk, you know, really. Who gives a crap? But collectively, I was shaking. I was shaking balls left, right, and center. But Kyle got a goal, but couldn't, but couldn't get him into the game. We were just losing duels and stuff. But like I say, from back to front, the whole game we were outstanding defensively. Obviously, there was penalty misses, games being denied, delayed. Ramsdale saving everything he could. Potential red cards. It was just crazy, man. Like it was just crazy. It was just crazy. It was just it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, 
Obviously, speaking of groins, Ramsdale took one for the team. He said, the one with my nuts, maybe, although it took a big effect to me, I'm still feeling a bit sick now. That's one of the worst feelings. I'm just thankful I was there today. I've been very critical of myself over recent games from the beginning of the season where goals have gone in and there's questions to be answered the following day. So to help the team out today was great. Was great. Big up, Ramsdale. It's just one of those emotions now where we've set our bar so high standards-wise of how we want to play and we didn't reach that. But the overriding emotion is elation because we got three points and a 1-0 win away from home. Careful celebration, police, you know. But yeah, it was nice. Hey, be nice if we could play. And again, if you're them teams who have played nine games, you're thinking, boy, we can do a thing here. But anyways, yeah, it's nice to be top of the table for now, isn't it? Long may it continue. Uh, what has been said here, Bakayo Saka has spoken as well, people. He has said, not a penalty, Saka said to Sky Sports. I didn't expect but I'm just really happy to get three points. It was a really tough game and Leeds did really well, especially in the second half. They put a lot of pressure on us, so it makes it extra nice for us to leave here with all three points. Credit to Leeds because they're really good, especially in the second half. Second half, we looked like boy, men against boys, really. We was there for problems. I think we already saw this from Ramsdale. Yeah, I think we already saw this from Aaron Ramsdale. Shout out, Ram Dizzy. Um, he was very open. Aaron Ramsdale shares what the ref told him after he sent off Gabriel. What did he say? Well, that's a good thing. What did he absolutely say? Where are these coming? I thought the ref was very good at speaking to all the players all game. So once it calmed down and we had the chance to speak to him, he was very open and honest. I thought I thought foul straight away on Big Gabby. Then I saw what happened on the floor. So I can understand the ref's reaction to the penalty. Ramsdale stopped snitching. You didn't see nothing. We don't know what happened with Gabriel. Gabriel would never do that. He's an individual that is one of the most calmest in the squad. Someone like Gabriel, he must have been provoked by Bamford. I, I can't say I saw what happened. I have to watch it back. That There was just so much adrenaline in the game. That's something I can't recall. Ramsdale stopped snitching, man. So credit to him for going to the monitor. That's what it's there for. Hey, man, man. But I didn't see nothing, man. You didn't see nothing either. What's the gaffer said? On what he made of the second half at Ellen Road and the first half, it's always intense here. We expected periods where it became really chaotic. The game, we had to handle the situation. I think in the first half, we had some really good moments that we should have outplayed them and scored two or three, and we didn't. You're right, Gaffer, because we, we, we definitely should. On another day, it could be in problems. We left the game open, and from the beginning, from the first whistle in the second half, we started not at the rhythm, not making the right decisions after time after time. And if I'm Arteta, again, we gave too much inspiration to Leeds. We were a bit sloppy defensively. There was a lot of heart-in-mouth moments. Um, we didn't necessarily start the game well. Like That was probably our work. 27 points from 30 in it. We've won the game and I would say that was our worst performance of the season and it weren't a thing where everybody's two, two out of ten and things like that. Fives and sixes, Ramsdale and Gabriel standouts for me. But um, yeah, man, I would say he'd be upset about not controlling the game enough, not winning the first and seconds enough, presenting too many opportunities for the opposition to get encouragement. And if I was to, obviously, they've been all week how we want to start games and I would say Glint and, and Leeds, we've not started the, the, the best in these two games, in it? So I want to start games better. But second half, think about football logically, people. You know, Arteta's just got you in at halftime and told you what's going on. Even in fact, in the first half, you know, it was delayed by however many minutes. So on top of everything pre-game, he's got more information into you. He's got you in at halftime and told you the good, the bad and the ugly. And then we've kind of gone out there and we was kind of worse in the second half, isn't it, really? So I don't think... I think, you know, we all once the emotion settles, we all want to demand a bit better, but it's all right, isn't it? We started not at the rhythm, not making the right decisions time after time. We put ourselves in big trouble. But then when you get those moments, I love the resilience, the fight, 
the character and the courage the team showed to win the game. I'd agree. Need Neves and Mudrick decent window. Probably not going to get that. You think refs might start giving Gabriel the Xhaka treatment? Potentially, but I don't think it's that deep yet. But, you know, if Gabriel just calms down, there's none of these moments. On whether that's an example of winning in a different way to previous games this season, not really, because, it, it well, Leeds, were, Leeds was our toughest opponent this season. United won, but I do think we was more closer in that game than we was against Leeds away from home. Shows how funny football is. You know, you could be better and lose, and you could be not really as good as you can and win in it. But, um, you know, I still it's completely different games. But that resilience against Leeds, obviously we shot ourselves in the foot against Villa and Fulham, but previous games we crumble and, and things like that. Um, we made it difficult for ourselves because we didn't close the game in the first half when we should have done a men gaffer. In the second half, we made too many mistakes and just gave opportunities and belief to Leeds. Credit to them. I think in the second half, they're a really good, incredible atmosphere. And I think they deserve credit for that as well. Can't disagree with what he said there, really. On his thoughts about the late penalty being overturned by VAR, I think the decision is clear. I haven't looked back at it. But when everybody's telling me the same things, I think there are no complaints there. When asked on his heart rate, it's always very hectic here. I think it's not a coincidence winning like this. What the team shows, the character it shows, the personality shows, the desire to play. There are players that are really struggling after Thursday night, so maybe we need to start getting some depth. To go from Thursday night in Norway, then come to Leeds and win both games the way we have done, big credit to the boys, shows a lot about the team. And again, that's true because Leeds had more rest. You know, they lost last week, well, the week before, so they wanted to put things right. It's a big game. They want to, you know, they're always up for this. So he had to match the energy levels. It's a bit like us against City. Liverpool, I mean, City at the time had, I think, two games that week, including us. We were so keen at home, I'm referring to last year. We were so keen to want to do better. And you saw, you know, you, you saw an Arsenal team that was on it. Obviously, favourable decisions went to City, but they found a way to win. That's what you've got to be able to do. And there's many times when Liverpool won the title or City, there was times where nine times out of ten, them teams beat up every team they play, but there was teams they also beat where they it could have went other ways. You're not just going to rock up for 38 games, bat everyone up and go home, man. Just goes to show how much everyone really hates us. It's crazy. It's true, but I do think Arsenal fans can be a bit insecure, man. Like, forget them, man. Who cares? If you know you like Arsenal, you support Arsenal, who cares what these dons have to say, man? Let them talk. But yeah, man. Shout out to the gaffer for what he said there. We know, well, I, listen, it was a tough game, man, really and truly. On whether the delayed, on whether the delayed kickoff affected the players, obviously you go to MLS. Huh? This is very common. When we're in pre-season there, the game can get delayed because time distance for three hours, five hours before play restarts. We're not used to that. And we had to adapt to it and give them time to resolve the issue. But it was important because VAR was really important and it would have made the game different. On whether it was hard to retain focus during the wait, 100%. I think we're all concerned about that because they have a certain routine and that disrupted the routine. Shift happens is what I try to tell myself in life. So for our young players, I know it can disrupt the rhythm and stuff, but variables can happen. It's like in a match, you know, a red card can change games. You know, we need to be able to focus, really. So that's the next step for our young players, I guess. Um yeah, on whether he'll be watching Liverpool versus City, he said, yeah, I'll be watching with some nice dealer in front of me because it was really intense. I need to bring everything down a little bit. Gaffy, you deserve it, man. Have a, I hope you had a nice little Sunday and whatever with your family and that, man. So, yeah, he said, I love our resilience and courage. I think we've already seen this, people. Oh, no, I don't think we have, you know. 
I think in the first half, we had some great moments, some incredible plays where we should have scored two or three goals. We didn't. Then second half, we, we started right from kickoff in a really bad way. We can see the goal that was disallowed and we never got any momentum. We put ourselves in trouble in the first regulation, especially in the build-up. After that, we never... We never got a real kick of the game and to be able to impose ourselves. But that said as well, the resilience, the character, the personality as well, that willingness that I saw there from the players to win is what I really love. I think in any context, every three days, you have to be able to do that, grind out ugly wins. In Norway, after travelling, playing on AstroTurf and really difficult conditions, changing a lot of players, seven changes in that game and seven changes back. And to come here and do it again is very tough unless you give the boys belief. Today, we needed a bit of luck, but for me, there is no luck. There's something behind this team and there's something behind the spirit of everybody that is involved in this team that gives us that extra thing. That's why good things happen. Amen. You see again our crowd and how good they are with the boys. It's just a pleasure to be part of this. Um, and I think I missed out his first statement. He said it was a really tough one. We knew that. We expected a really chaotic game in certain periods. We extended that period too much, especially in the second half. Arteta ain't told no lies there, has he, people? It's nice, you know, again, we can go several gears defensively, but Premier League, not Newcastle, we conceded nine. Oh, well, City, Chelsea, Spurs and saving the best in the top of the league till last Arsenal have conceded 10. Normality is kind of going to be restored. It's been 10 games, but if I think we can go up several gears and we're there for, you know, this, we're doing all right. And then you look at that, 27 points from a possible 30 for Mikel Arteta's Arsenal people. Beat Leeds, Beat Liverpool, beat, beat Spurs, beat Brentford, lost to United, unfortunately, beat Villa, beat Fulham, beat Bournemouth, beat Leicester, beat Palace. And one thing I like, we've bloody been able to find goals in it. That was something under Mikel Arteta that we struggled with in it. But yeah, as I said, we need to take it. We can't be, we can be happy with that. It's a good blueprint, but we need to do better because if we never win a game from now to the end of the season, impossible. I know. What is, where does that place us? There's 28 games left. And again, there's something we could have learned from every one of these games. Against Leeds, clearly, we could have scored more. We could have controlled the game more. Liverpool, I think we were near enough as superb as we've ever been against Liverpool. But we did kind of mess about. And I think the second half, we regulated, um, started fast against Spurs. Only real thing is the, the build-up to the pen. Uh, Brentford, nothing, no complaints. United, obviously, there's things that could have done better. We conceded three goals. We still are without a win in recent years in the Prem at Old Trafford. Villa, fantastic comeback. Shot ourselves in the foot to concede. Same in the same exact scoreline, the victory against Fulham. You know, again, I completely forgot about Bournemouth. Near enough, perfect against Bournemouth as well. No real complaints there. That was probably our easiest performance of the season, give or take with Brentford. I go Bournemouth car. Yeah, at least Brentford tried a little bit, you know. I just think Bournemouth were just out of it. Leicester, the goals we conceded and the defensive moments weren't good enough. Fantastic against Palace, but second half was a bit edgy. So there's things we can learn, in it? We shouldn't rest on our laurels. Complacency is a killer in life. Um, big up the Twitter account, Orbino. What has he got to say about us? Shout out you lot tuned in. Make sure you're smashing the like button. Fair enough, I'm crying about clean sheets. Arsenal have kept four clean sheets in five PL away games. Obviously, United weren't that one. Uh, Arsenal have won 11 and lost none of their last 13 matches against Leeds. Happy Invincible Day, everyone. Or week better yet now. Saka has four goals and assisted four in his last seven PL games. Careful, Saka. They will say you're, you're in poor form in that. Arsenal have won 10 and lost none of their last 12 against Leeds. That's irrelevant. So, yeah, man. I think we're going back too far now anyways. But, yeah, nice to see that from us people. Uh, again, great, great comment I saw on Twitter. Arsenal travelled nearly 4,500 kilometres last week to the Arctic Circle and back. 
then a tough trip to Yorkshire. If you're moaning about performances rather than results to make it seven wins on the bounce in all comps on top of the league, then you really have to have a word with yourself. I agree with the premise. I agree with, as I said, you take that, that is encouragement, but you, the games could have been better. I don't think you have to just live in happy la-la land about that we've done that. And I don't think you clearly need to be overcritical. The truth is in the middle, in it, but football is an emotional game. And whether you want you want misery or you want happiness, then it's, it, there's issues. But Els is speaking facts there. I think that was a good point. Arsenal's next six fixtures, we every other game that's happened up until this point, irrelevant now. You've got to do PSV twice. You've got to, you know, so you're going, you're going Holland, Southampton, St. Mary scares me, Forest at home, Zurich, and the big one, Chelsea in November. So, Keep it going. Saka is now Arsenal's joint leading top goal scorer in all comps with um, um this season with with five goals level with Jesus. Again, big up this guy. I don't know how the linesman, bro. How is how are they not looking at at the offside? <laughs> this is why I like the fact that we just win games that well we're doing because what the hell? Who knows, man? Maybe in his mind, Ben White's playing him on. Don't know how, but fair enough. But yeah, for the first time in the club's 136-year history, Arsenal have won nine of their opening 10 games. One loss. We've conceded 10, we've scored 24, and we've got four clean sheets, people. So many improvements. But Super Mika, Super Mika, he's not lying. Each of the last four sides to win nine of their, their first 10 games have gone on to win the league. Let's not get excited because I'm sure I saw this stat and then there was a couple of exceptions to the rule. City, Chelsea, Liverpool and City also done it. But this... I don't know about none of that. I would love to. Pep, allow us. Let your apprentice become a master, innit? Big up, Gabriel. Let's forget about the brain fart. But in 90 minutes, he had 80 touches, played 54 accurate passes out of 60. I think people underestimate his ball playing ability. It's not as glamorous and pretty as Saliba's. Uh, you know, made his tackles, made his blocks, made his draws. You know, two passes in the final third, one three tackles, four blocks, four clearances, three interceptions, two recoveries, won six of the seven ground duels, one. One two out of two in the air, people. So, yeah, man, big up Gabriel. He done what he needed to do in that game, people. So, yeah, away from that, apparently Arsenal now face suspension issue for Southampton. Hey, pause that, man. We don't need any issues there. Saliba and Jesus, you know, again, one more red card, one more yellow, sorry, and they get a suspension. Could they do it against Southampton? Mr. Nottingham Forest game back for back for Chelsea? Or if they don't get it in the Southampton game, do you put them on the bench and maybe try not to use them against Nottingham Forest? Pardon me, so that they can play against Chelsea and then what shall be, shall be, people. So they're walking a tight rope. Saliba's now on the brink of a one-game ban. As you know, Jesus has been busting case and we've got to wait to the 19th match of the season. So it's probably naive to expect at the rate, definitely with Saliba and being a defender, him to go nine games without a booking. So we're going to have to see what being said in that regard. George Mendes offers Barcelona sensational 52 million um, start as Arsenal plot bid, as you lot can see here. And, you know, with Fabio Vieira and these things, we're starting to manoeuvre with the super agents. It didn't really bang, but Kaya Jarupkin, who was the agent of Amari Hutchinson, I believe, uh, definitely William. And I'm, was he not Mikel Arteta's? I don't know. Or Edu's, I don't know. But we're starting to do things with these, 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 these duns. And um, it's not really happening for Wolves. So, you know what? If you could give us Ruben Neves, Pedro Neto's injured at the moment. I don't know if you believe... Uh, Mundo Deportivo, but apparently Barcelona are scheming on him. And allegedly, let's see the bit where Arsenal are looking at stuff. And they've also been linked with this done at Sociedad. 
Mendes offers Wolves captain to Barcelona against interest from Arsenal. Uh, so, yeah, they're offering that people. Apparently, Arteta is a big fan of the 25-year-old and will return to Le Molyneux with a big new bid after walking away this year. Arsenal refused to pay 50 to 60 million euros uh, price tag that they were looking at people. So, I don't know where that's going to go. Both Arsenal and Barcelona know Wolves will be obliged to consider offers for Ruben Neves next year with his contract ending in 2024. So you can expect more rumours for uh, Madison at all clubs 2024, Milinkovic, Savic, Diston. These things are going to happen. You know, Douglas Luiz, it could still happen, but it, that one's dead in the dead in the water. Now he signed a new deal with Aston Villa. So I don't know if you lot believe that, but there you go. Definitely don't believe this. But Arsenal, once again, have been linked with Locatelli people. Apparently, you know... The projects where Vlahovic and Locatelli hasn't worked, people, and ain't they still got him on loan and still have to run the money to Sassuolo? So how can they really be selling him, man? Allegri might get clipped. So a new manager might be able to get a tune out of the Italian international. So I'm not too sure in this. For what it's worth, would love him at Arsenal, but I can't see it happening, people. But we've been linked with him, innit? Locatelli's expectations has fallen short. Arsenal remain in his sights. Chiesa and Vlahovic, considered non-transferable, have interest from top clubs. It is a Juventus that is a youth that will plan a new cycle. That's why they could evaluate any opportunity. Not too sure of any of that, people. Some Lukonga comments are starting to surface in and around people. But he said, I'm at, I'm at one of the best clubs in England. I could have played somewhere else every weekend, but that wouldn't have been the right solution for me. I develop better with 20 minutes of playing time at Arsenal than always playing elsewhere. Fair enough. You know, if the coaching and that happens, that won't be something that you could say all the time. But big them up, really and truly, for that one. Where's the other comments? I think he's kind of sent for the manager at international level as well. He's kind of got on to Roberto Martinez. I called him the next day. I was really annoyed for a moment. I thought I didn't even want to play for the national team anymore. I was disgusted. Martinez said that he prefers players who have fixed values at their club. He was not completely happy with my tra training either. I don't think he can portray me as a bad boy who doesn't work hard. That's too easy. Maybe Martinez doesn't believe in my qualities or doesn't like my style, but I'd rather he communicate that clearly. I mean, it's cool if you want to do that, Lukonga, but I'd... You seem a bit soft, if I'm honest with you, you know, based on the all or nothing and everything. You kind of feel safe for yourself a bit too much. And I'm default, well, I'm not soft, but I would have reacted how you do. But be careful, innit, car? Martinez don't look like he's leaving Belgium anytime soon. But fair enough, people, really. If he said, you know, the manager is allowed to not be happy with how you trained and that. But, you know, you're allowed to react the way you think you, you can, you know, is what it is. You can react how you want, but, you know, you seem to kind of throw your toys out the pram a lot. Once again, not this done, but Newcastle and Arsenal have reportedly followed up their initial interest in Celtic star Matt O'Reilly by making a personal check on the midfielder people. 21-year-old's been in good form. I'm sure he's played for England or Ireland at youth level people, but for some reason, you know, he's eligible to play for Denmark and he could actually end up going to the World Cup, people. So we'll have to see. Scouting doesn't mean men are going to move for him and things like that. But yeah, Arsenal ready to strengthen in two positions in January transfer window to aid unexpected title challenge. Arsenal be ready to pounce on any opportunities in the January transfer window after making an unexpectedly strong start to the season, according to Fabrizio Romano, people. Um, what has he said? Arsenal have always been optimistic for this season, but not expecting to be top of the league four points clear in October. They'll keep going step by step, game by game, with the aim to improve the whole project with new players, new players in the future and more. They'll be ready in case there will be good opportunities. Midfielder and winger were two possibilities considered in the summer and still in the potential plans, but it depends on the players. I think Arsenal need at least one more midfielder to help Arteta's rotation. 
I'd have loved to see Yuri Telemans there. And obviously, Telemans going to keep getting linked with us um, in that regard. Allegedly, the Premier League is set to hold a pre-season tournament in America, people, with six teams to compete in the, in sold-out stadiums. I'd imagine that could be Arsenal. Because why are we there? But this is what it said in The Athletic. It's believed 14 clubs are interested in the event, although only one of the big six could sign up. Fair enough. It's also hoped high-profile players will feature given there's no major tournament next summer. Let people cool off, man. I wouldn't want to feature, but it is what it is. Big up Ainsley Maitland-Niles. It seems like he's kind of giving Hassan Hootle what he wants now. Maitland-Niles explains how he's earning more trust from Southampton manager people. Because, you know, it was quite critical of you off the ball, really and truly in general. We said you had a lot to do. Um, and he said, what has he said here? I felt great and I'm happy to put my bit in for the team. But unfortunately, I couldn't complete 90 minutes. It was a great feeling to be out there in front of the Saints fans. It's about what position he plays me in, in the dynamics of the team. They are different roles I can play in the team. And he just wants me to learn them fully. I've been doing that recently and he's showing me more trust by putting me on the pitch. Fair enough. Fair enough. It could have gone either way. Both teams had a lot of chances. We didn't take ours after the goal or before it, which is frustrating. After we scored, we stepped off the pace and let them have the ball, which is not what we wanted to do. So they ended up scoring. We've got to go for more goals and be brave off the ball, press teams and try and play good football when we have the ball to try and create more chances. Obviously, Ainsley Maitland-Niles can say, well, go on um, next weekend. Well, this weekend coming because Arsenal have Southampton, but he's not eligible to play people. Every one of us, even those on the bench, they were all together fighting for that last ball, but it shouldn't get to that point. And that's the challenge for the team to go two, three up and kill the game. Fair enough. Keep going. Prior to the to the Leeds game, people, Xhaka lifts the lid on his incredible Arsenal redemption. Big up, Granite. I've always been a fan of you and defended you and, and had criticisms when there's needed to be. I'm not going to lie. I'm quite tired of this now. You know, I get it. It's nice. We're riding off to the sunset. Arsenal are top of the league right now. The fans and you, some will never forgive you, but most honest Arsenal fans, it's a line under the sun. But come on now, man. Big up yourself, but it's getting long, man. Normally in our family, we're loud. We like to communicate. We like to joke. This was the first time where I have maybe one hour from the stadium to home and no words from nobody. My dad has never been a guy to leave something that we didn't finish. And this is the first time he said to me, it's time to leave. That was a big surprise. And it was clear after that that I have to leave. Fair enough. But we've come a long way, my guy. Shout out to you and your family and that. But it's long now, man. The most important thing I learned these last three years was you have to split your profession and family. Before now, everything that happened on the pitch, I took home. It's, and that's not good. Not in an aggressive way, but emotions. When I lost, I wasn't ready to speak. But it's a different picture now. Again, with having kids, again, end of the day, football means the world to me. And it probably means a lot to you. Lot, and it means more than life, really. But at the same time, it's just a game. You lose a game. Yeah, it can be life or death, but it's just losing a game. You got family, and we're becoming a father now. You know, you're gonna be a you're gonna be a footballer for a couple of years now. Left, you're gonna be a dad for life, innit? Until the day, unfortunately, you know, God says it's time to go in it. So none of it matters as long as your family rate you, as long as your gaffer rates you, as long as the club have value in you, as long as you have value in yourself. You gotta brush it off because fans are fickle. Don't get twisted. You have to give fans something to get behind. But fans will, will the same rope you climb up on in life is the same rope you get hanged with. So. It's a myth, really. Everything he says, a bit of a puzzle is what happened three years ago, as well as the kids, as people, as well as the people I have now around. They teach me as well and communicate with me. So that's great. I'm not going to lie. I don't really care about this, people. Big, big up yourselves, man. But this is long, man. Like we've heard this before. Shout out for Xhaka's parents and what they came through to get to where he is. But I need to just. 
great bravery and what's going on in their life, man. Shout out to Granite, man. But where's the Arsenal bits? I can't pretend my relationship with the fans will ever be the same because that moment will always be in my heart. You should never forget it. They started singing. I was so grateful. The first time they sing, it was Brentford. I got emotional a lot because I didn't expect that. Even now, it's clear how moved he is. Maybe the people outside can't see it, but for me, it means a lot. I need to feel love from fans. This is what I feel at the moment, and that's why I'm performing like this. It's much better to give them something back and fight for them if you feel that. This is true. I never said ever was thinking that I would ever feel this love from this, from their side. What happened three years ago is part of my football career, and it's a nice experience because it helped me a lot. People that see it as a negative, it was a period where I was struggling. It was not easy, but I see it very positive. You got out of it, innit? You know? Whatever don't kill you, make you stronger and all them things there. I forgot everything what happened. My heart is very clean. I want to give them something back, what they deserve. Okay. Things that start with ifs. If we keep going like we're working at the moment, we can get something big. The title, of course, he replies, we have to believe in ourselves. It's not why we're playing. That's true, but let's call, man. And then he spoke about the City game last year. We had a very old, we had a very... We had them very close at home. We deserved the three points. But this is City and the quality they have. They don't need a lot. And when they have a chance, they finish the action. He then said, what I hear from people outside, they are saying we are not ready to beat the top six. But we did it twice now. I'm going to stop him there because he mentioned City and United where we, the better team won. But you could argue we were the better team at Old Trafford this year. And you could definitely say, I definitely said we was the better team at City. But they got the three points. So how far does it go? There's no point being the best team on the pitch if you didn't win. Like like Pep is probably saying to his boys after Liverpool yesterday. Don't, I don't know because the best team does win the games, isn't it? But anyways, you know, we need to give credit and respect to City, what they did the last couple of years. You need the perfect day to beat them. But I think we're ready to have this fight against them. It definitely should be closer. So, yeah, that's Granite Xhaka, people. And that's everything that there is to have to say, really. So that's the latest news. What are you lot saying? Smash the like button if you haven't already. Sun's coming out. Smash out the green screen. But yeah, T is what it is, man. DG, you think we'll go for Tossa or Calcedo? Bring Calcedo. I mean, Nevers can play at the base. Actually, Telemans might have been Xhaka replacement before Xhaka started to play like a king. Might be overreacting here, DG, but I start looking for someone better at left centre-back than Gabriel. I mean, I wouldn't say he's a loose cannon, but if you can always upgrade on anyone, why not? I wonder if we're still considering Telemans or if it's actually dead. Arsenal like to move in the shadows. I don't know, but just bring someone to the carpet, man. We need a centre defensive mid. We're cool at the winger position. I'm not too sure about that. And, I, you know, Lokonga's got to start playing a lot better if he ever gets it. Make sure you're hitting the lights, guys. Almost at 100. Right, it's peak at it. At the end of the season, I almost snapped. I called my agent to ask if staying at Arsenal was a good idea. He comforted me in my choice, even though I know I need to start more often to develop. I mean, yeah, man. I'm a City fan. We're coming for you. Leave me alone, mate. Those away clean sheets are what gasses me. We need them more. Immediate and long-term part A replacement. DG, I saw Neves on the thumbnail. Big up V and immediately came over. In my opinion, he instantly takes us up a level. Another top, top, top player. We're starting to miss Zinchenko tucking in alongside Partey. Gives us an extra ball player in midfield. We've got to have something to, to, to get mitigate against that. I used to joke the only two things are certain in life. One is death and the other is Xhaka getting a yellow card. Partey got overrun and we lost com 
and we lost control completely. Wouldn't surprise me if most teams start to play like that against us. I remember last year after we lost to City, DG said we'll have to win like this next year. Now we are great analysis, DG. Appreciate that. I can't claim credit, but footballing man, me. And that's why I voted Mudrick. We need when we need mid. I don't know why I voted Mudrick when we start when we need midfielders. We need to do it all, really. We're all proud of the club, man. Saka's a baller. He has 50 goal involvements in the Premier League. He's only 21. Dude is a beast. Tell him again. Couldn't care less about what rivals say. They're not meant to like us and give us credit. Just get the job done, boys. Amen. I feel like this is the one period where we got a back Gabriel. Confidence and experience will rub out the errors, in my opinion. And just thinking. Just thinking. But you're right, man. Valverde would be lit. Forget about it. Like you're the future of Real Madrid. I know there's all he is. I know there's all this, and he actually had a trial at Arsenal. There's all this talk about Camavinga, Tushimani, Jude Bellingham. If he signs, all bad boy footballers, all got out of this world potential. But Valverde, and, I, and you'll have heard me say it before. The guy is lit, man. Like he's going to be the best ball ball winning midfielder in the world. He's got a good passing range. He's got a fantastic final ball. He runs in behind, got energy for days. You know, he he can actually play a couple of roles. He's a quality player, man. DG, why do you think we get more away clean sheets than home? Honestly, I think it's because we know away from home, if they score, we lose or draw back home, we know it's get back gang. You basically said it. I think there is a bit of that, you know, we've got the, not that the Arsenal away fans aren't doing their thing, big them up, but I think the game at home, we've started fast, crowds are making bare noise. We probably have the lion's share of the ball and things like that. And that's probably, don't get it twisted, you know, we've rocked up and quieted the bees, you know, and quieted... um. Uh, Bournemouth and Brentford but it probably is that you know again it's more backs to the walls it's more we have to focus you probably at, at home we probably become a bit complacent and you can see it in the build up to a couple of the goals you know we was all on top of Spurs it was seven against two in the midfield in the build up to the penalty we let ourselves down I don't, don't think that would happen in the Leeds game um, what else is there we were switching off against against Leicester as well as I keep saying Fulham and Villa are necessary um, and many others so yeah probably I mean, Valverde had a trial at Arsenal. That's the saddest thing about it. Oh, he had a trial, work permits, flopped the thing. He probably wouldn't have been this Valverde or he would have, he would have ended up being sold by now, but it's deep, man. Valverde can play as a box-to-box ball-winning midfielder and a defensive mid, but I didn't say he was a defensive mid. I said he's a ball-winning midfielder. You know, I do think people get too hung up on these things, you know. You don't have to be a defensive mid to be the most defensive in the midfield. You just got to, the the, the gaffer's just got to tell you to be switched on. But I didn't say that. Saka the most goals and assists under Arteta. Not bad for a left back. Lesser that it would be epic. But Valverde's a myth, man. You might be able to grab him in FIFA though. But that's a myth. Strong, strong myth. The dream is free. The hustle is told separately. Hey, is this missing the first half could have cost us. Got to be bagging those. You're right, C1, but. Even if Gabriel gave a penalty away or, or Hayes um missing that chance, I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, it, you, you're right, but no, because what did we do? Football's a 90-minute game. These are two-minute flashpoints. What did we do across the others? If we got if we conceded one goal, like Arteta said, why in the first half didn't we go and score two, three, four? We win, lose, and draw together, man. And what I do like when there is brain farts, when there is mistakes, we found a way to soldier through in it. But we have to just keep that up. Simple as that, really. I'd love Bellingham, but wait, if Real Madrid and these teams are on to you, you ain't going to know what Arsenal is, are you? Like, really? Like, you're just going to turn off your phone, really? Like, 
shout out them, but I can't see it, man. I would love to see it, but I can't see it, my guy, man. I can't. Should we spin the block as well for any more Arsenal news? It makes sense, you know. Hopefully, stuff has come out since we've been speaking. Let's go on social media. Lie to me, man. Say Messi wants us to join. Where are these Lukonga comments coming up? I could have played somewhere almost somewhere else every weekend, but that wouldn't have been the right solution for me. I developed better with 20 minutes of playing time at Arsenal than play than always playing elsewhere, but always winning with three or four nil. I don't know. And he once again at the end of last season, I almost snapped. I called my agent to ask him if starting at Arsenal was a good idea. If staying at Arsenal was a good idea, he comforted me in my choice, even though I know I need to start more often to develop. Well, then you've got to give Arteta every reason, you know every reason to want to do that i wanted to give myself another year to stay at arsenal this sees what happens i think i have the qualities to succeed here last season i didn't perform at my best level i still have things to prove and we're all you know we're all we're all rooting for you lokonga but the reality is bro right now jacques aparte and then if he was fit of a man it is what it is that like, i don't care about no one's feelings at this club right now you know teeny's my guy i feel absolutely upset that you're not starting week in week out Collective comes first. You man get opportunities, take them in it. Simple as that. And you're laughing. Fair enough, man. We're all rooting for you, Lukonga, but less of that, man. Folks, is going on. Well, that ain't nothing, dear. I think it's a dry day, people. I'll be honest. I think it's a very dry day for all the other stuff. Where's my Lucas? I need that. Ain't looking like there's anything, really. But at least we're top of the league, though, man. At least we're top of the league. But again, can't rest on our laurels. In May, when there's 38 games played, people can take time off and the rest of it, man. But, boy. He might, but, boy, I, I think Arsenal could sell him a project and entice him. But, boy, when, fair enough, man. I'd love to be proven wrong. It's a myth. If he did well against United, then he would have had more opportunities to get into the style. I think he would. I agree. I agree. But I also think he was done dirty. We were very disjointed against Man United, really and truly. I think that counts for everybody. DG, what big player sevying up would we possibly buy in the next two windows if we do it too? I wish I had a question. I wish I had an answer. But some fans are talking about Bellingham, Declan Rice, yada, 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 really. Apparently, Arsenal like Valverde. Like, so I like, you know, I like a lot of stuff. I like Gucci jackets. I can't, I don't see myself with one. So we have to take time with stuff, man. Who do you think will end up first between Liverpool and Arsenal? I don't know, man. I'll give it to Liverpool because they've got the territory. But if we keep up our form, who knows, man? Who you got? What's the copper? What's the Cooper trophy? The youngster thing. I like how Javi Simmons is playing, man. Let's give him some time to cook here, right? Uh, Ballon d'Or. Hopefully, my guy Benzema gets that. Or Mane, really. Hopefully, Benzema. Do you think we have a chance of signing Liao? I mean, if you put the bread down, you know, these players are not going to come cheap. If you put the bread down, you can have whoever you want, really. So, yeah, you put the bread down, put the money down. Mm -hmm. Can have who you want, but dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. You've got to put the money down. It's as simple as that, really. Pardon me. Agents will be considering if they're interested in develop in truly developing their players. That's true. But agents are just meant to get their clients what they want sometimes. 
half of these big players, I think Arsenal could get a conversation. I think if we offered them stuff, they would listen to Arsenal. But I don't think we're going to be the traces, really. You know, Rafinha, it was look like he's stinking up the place. Apparently, Barcelona are considering that decision already. They listened to it, but we were third choice. You know, it was Chelsea after us and then it was Barca. So we just got to be reactive. Reactive. We don't mind Yochin Anderson, but more wanna, he can play on the left side. I'd more want a left sided centre half, if I'm honest with you. Someone that is left sided like Gabriel, but a bit on the opposite end, man, like 27, 28. Someone that's learned, like all of our players are still learning their positions. Someone that understands the real art of defending. Like they don't even have to be a glamorous name. They could have been coming up through the championship or like they just had to be at teams where you've got to defend. Like someone that just understands defending is what I want. Not saying no one at the club does it now, but yeah, man. If I'm completely honest with you. So we have to see how that one develops. But yeah, man, we've been here for an hour and 24 minutes. People, I'm back at 4.30 on Twitch to play FM. Hope Monday morning, afternoon, evening or night has been great for you. Lot off the back of a great weekend. I'm going to love and leave you lot. If you haven't set your reminders for my content, set your notifications, sorry, or hit the like button or subscribe. What are you doing? First things first, thank you for always supporting. Thank you for your talking points and the rest of it, people. So, yeah, on that note, I'm going to love and leave you lot. Before that, did you watch the tape of the Brazilian left back? Is he good or just hyped up? Who? Not a clue who that is, my guy. But, yeah, man, on that note, stay blessed, people. <laughs> Like